This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, welcome to... Why is Mr. Feeney a car a... Uh, what did we decide on? A... a uh, Intergenerational examination of 80s pop culture and media. Oh, I like that. I, I think the semicolon's going to change slightly every every episode. Yeah, well, that's why it's not a full colon. It's only a semicolon that's because we can change it. You oh, know? shit. I, I, just, I think I just turned our, sem- our colon into a semicolon. It's, see, this is the kind of loose improvisational feel that you expect <laughs> from uh, Why is Mr. Feeney a Car? We're the officially unofficial podcast for Knight Rider. Uh, why are we doing it? I don't know. Uh, does anyone like it? Who cares? Uh, this week we're talking about the third episode. <laughs> Shit. What, what's the, what's second, the e- second episode? Uh, is it? After the two-part pilot, right? You know? Ah, yeah. Um, um, but actually the first, like, the first official made-for-TV, we're not pretending this is going to be a movie episode. Right. De- Deadly Maneuvers is the name of this episode. And even though it is the first canonical adventure of Knight Rider, I found it hilarious how completely over Michael Knight shit Devin is throughout the whole episode. <laughs> like, I- they... I have that written down too. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like you know. Oh, another classic. My, you know, we've we've, yeah. we've really not even had an official yeah. adventure yet. But uh, who, who knows? I'm getting tired of your uh, uh, lone wolf ways, Michael. It's like we just started. Yeah, a kid too is like always said. Oh, this is the classic Michael uh, yeah. Knight where he. It's there's there's a lot of. Um, I'll say evidence that this was probably filmed or produced out of order of, of, of oh, production and airing yeah. order, or or they just 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 don't care because you know kids are watching this. Uh, what do you think true. of uh, Deadly Maneuvers? You know, uh, so I was hoping that maybe as we do this, we could do like a uh, like like a rating of the episode from zero to one hundred miles per hour. Ah, you know? gotcha. I'm, I, I'm gonna give this one a solid 75 miles per hour. Yeah, I think that's about right. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good episode. It's fun. It's also dumb as hell. It's which really we're going dumb. To get to. <laughs> and there's like I, I like how many like interesting bits pay off. Like there's this uh, sandwich guy who's a damn uh, damn oh thermostat. God doesn't work and I just kept on like why is he why are they keep on harping on the fucking thermostat and then I was so, I was I was so tickled that, oh, that you'll, it did you'll, you'll find out why but also like it's not like there's a heater or something in the truck wagon is what we're talking about it's like this guy that goes and sells sandwiches and candy bars to apparently soldiers on base yeah yeah yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but we'll get there but <laughs> They're privatizing the mess hall, and to save the the the, 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 the keep up with the Russians in the early '80s, they had to just uh, the whole base being fed from a snack wagon. Exactly. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mister Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mister Feeney a car? 
this episode like, is so bizarre. It, it it's almost like they wanted to start it with like a previously on Night Rider montage, right? They, they do a little montage, but they do a montage of things that happen in the episode this that is, are going to happen. So yeah, this was a very <laughs> this, this in the in the land before DVRs and VCRs even really. Uh, is what we're talking about here. They, were, they they went all in at the top of the hour to like, hey, this is why you won't want to tear your eyeballs away. Look at the explosions. Look at the sexy lady. Look at the gun back. Like you, like they they would try because like it is. It's they're essentially spoiling the entire episode, it is. but it's to get your ass to stay and watch it. It's one big spoiler. Oh, and I also want to say, um, so we get the intro, the Knight Rider intro mm-hmm. with the banger song, right? Mm-hmm. Which I love. And I, I want to say, I watched a video about like the making of uh, 1,000 Ways to Die in the West. Okay. Which is like the Seth MacFarlane sure, sure. Western comedy, right? Uh-huh. And at one point in like the blooper reel, his cell phone goes off and it's the Knight Rider theme song. Hell yeah. And it was just so funny to me because I was like, I never would have known <laughs> what that was until about two weeks ago. It's interesting because the credits, there's a couple things as a seasoned Knight Rider vet. I know they haven't fully come into their own. Like when I was watching this credit sequence, I'm like, OK, they got the this isn't the like movie made for TV movie credit sequence. It's we got we introduced a new character of Bonnie. Which we'll, we'll yeah. talk about. And I was wondering, ooh, mm. Bonnie in the credits, we're going to get her in the episode. We did. But we don't have the, like, eventually they'll establish the, uh, this, like, there's a voiceover through it, you know, like, Michael Knight, a lone crusader in a shadowy mm-hmm. underworld. It's like this whole, <laughs> like, a whole bunch of, like, you know, ice cold uh, neo noir smack about uh, Michael Knight. They haven't added that yet. Um, but, uh, oh. where it is, isn't quite a fully formed and functional main credit sequence, but, uh, I'm kind of yeah. interested in seeing when they start doing all that stuff. They're still working on it. Yeah. Yeah. But this episode starts danger, ammunition, bunker, keep out, which a sign, you know, just like a regular old painted sign and Seems uh, dangerous. a man, a man sneaks into it. Right. And he's wearing an army uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. He so he like sneaks into the ammunition bunker and <gasps> gasp. There's blue paint. There's like a can of blue paint with like a ra- uh, like a brush that you yeah. would use to, like paint a banister. Or yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, the blue po- paint is very important. Um, and uh, it just made me laugh because I was like, "Oh no, they're trying to fuck Smurfs again." Well, I was wondering, uh, like, is like when he when he had this like weird substance on his hands, he's like, "Oh God, God, Mary and Joseph, no, God, no." Yeah. I'm like, "Is this radioactive? Is it like what the fuck is it?" And, and like you said, that this this uh this paintbrush is like what you get in a 99 cent Home yeah. Depot. Like you know, they get yeah. the bet the the good, better, best. This is just the kind of like, eh, it's a brush. Yeah. It's a brush. It's a freebie that they probably throw in. Right. Well, the, the, ha- the handle is, is like a paint stirrer, and then they just have a couple brushes at the end. It's just a piece of shit brush. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, but exactly. He's like, oh, God, no. Oh, dear Jesus. Uh, <laughs> so then he he, he uh, escapes. Uh, he runs away, and he gets into a Jeep, and then we have a Jeep on Jeep Jeep chase. Hell, yeah. Um, Got to have a car chase. Which, obviously, the Pacific Coast Highway, like, I mean, I've never been there, but I'm pretty sure it's the Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, one of, the, one of them canyon roads they got in California. 
And the and the guy who like opened up the the guy who like snuck in and discovered the blue paint, uh, they shoot his uh, his tire out, mm-hmm. and he goes. Apparently, he goes over the edge. It's actually he, not shown. He had a budget-saving <laughs> cartwheel off the edge that they do not show. They just imply with the crash and explosion sound. Yeah, yeah. Can't even get a fireball down in the canyon. Just, ah, you know, people know it's he's just, dead. It's just so weird. How are they spending their budget? Because, I mean... Uh, there's going to be plenty of explosions later in the episode, and most of them are stock footage from, like, Korea or whatever. But yeah, like... yeah. It, it's not cheap to have uh, all these prop masters <laughs> wire flamethrowers to transams and, and whatnot. Yeah, it, that, 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 that adds up quick. But it, it was a terrible uh, end to that to that it it was a pretty good cold open though but i want to talk about the like after you get into comfortably into the episode the absurdity of this intro sequence where the commander of the base Uh, solo infiltrates something in the dead of night like why doesn't he come in there with like a phalanx of troops and like mps and and whatnot like the he, army logic is not great. No, like he's, he's the base <laughs> commander. Like he he does not have to sneak in if he wants to inspect the fucking bomb. That's his job. That's yeah. literally his job. And he has. And the thing is, the whole base wasn't corrupted. This wasn't like a, a the rock situation where he had handpicked every. Like all the MPs were pretty much uh, on the up and up. So like he literally could have gone in there at the police and and some. Uh, of course, also, aren't the Mar- I thought the Marines guarded all of our nuclear shit. Oh, God, I don't know. Is it? I thought I thought that was like somehow <laughs> that they through the Department of Energy. It's always Marines guarding nukes, but uh, maybe not an know. army base. Well, probably more cost efe- uh, uh, efficient. But uh, yeah, so basically, um, <laughs> just to summarize what's going on is like there's corrupt military police on this base and only one man. <laughs> It's gonna be able to to sort this all out. It's the man in a leather um, jacket and a perm. Mm-hmm. He's he's gonna sort it out. So yeah, so like you said, that was the cold open. Um, then we get this great uh, moment. I actually truly do like this. I think it's really good. Where it's like uh, you're just here. You're you're seeing shots of the Trans Am driving around, and you're mm-hmm. hearing Michael, and you're hearing Kit, the car, Mister Feeney. And uh, it's like, Michael, you you need to slow down. You're going to wreck the car. You have a 99% uh, chance of of destroying the vehicle if Mm -hmm. if you maintain this rate or whatever. And then it cuts to inside, and and Michael's just playing like a freaking Atari. It's It's like an Atari joystick. Yeah, holding it the like the like the weird. I don't know, kind of like like a guy who's never grabbed a joystick in his life. It's very funny. I feel like David Hasselhoff has grabbed a joystick once or twice in his life. It's it's um, true. Maybe not one that's connected to a 2600. Uh, (laughs) And then he quotes my father every day of my life growing up. Uh, You know, these computer things are a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Present company excluded. Yeah, that's that's, uh, Michael saying that. Yeah, and then Kit's like, oh... I, I apologize. Oh, was, sorry, Kit. I didn't mean you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get a lot of that kind of stuff in this episode. I, I hope you love it because, oh boy, there's there's just there's a lot of this petty antagonism between yeah. uh, Michael and Kit. Yeah. 
And um, so they're driving down the road, and uh, Michael's like, Kit, we need to pull over. And, and Michael's like, why? Is there an attractive female about? And he's like, well, yeah, but still, like, there's a person with their car, you know, yeah. that's disabled on the side of the road, so we need to pull over. Not necessarily an insane, crazy thing to do. Yeah, no, but then it happens to be Lieutenant... Uh, AOC basically mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there's a very attractive lieutenant who uh, works at the nearby army base uh, which is called um, Englehart Army Base which I did Google and when I googled uh, Englehart Army Base I got only stuff about Knight Riders <laughs> ah, the old fictitious <laughs> army base okay alright yeah <laughs> That's, you know, it's in Northern California or whatever. Close enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, like, uh, her car, the hose is busted. Um, it's a complete complete wreck. So the only way that we can get uh, her back home is if she gets in kit and drives to the army base with Michael. It's on the way anyway. Mm-hmm. But we also need to tow the car. With the Trans Am, which I, I like, it, and it's funny the umbrage that Kit takes. He's like, "Oh, Michael, you're going to dead the and 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 my, Michael says he has he's, you know you're built like a brick brick uh, garage. Oh. How is this pot? Like you are molecularly bonded. I've seen you drive through walls, turbo boost over trucks, <laughs> towing. You don't have the tow package. It's going yeah. to tra- chair up your transmission. What the fuck? Yeah, he's and like, Michael, it will damage my Alpha circuit. <sighs> I don't know. Like, uh, of all the super things a kit can do, we need to make sure we keep track of the fact that he cannot tow. He cannot well, tow a vehicle is... without burning out his A circuit, his alpha circuit. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, I don't think it actually hurts the vehicle that is kit. Mm-hmm. I think it hurts the feelings of the... <laughs> the, al- the alpha circuit the is just his, 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 his self-esteem. His feelings, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I actually thought that, the, that this was uh, kit being a little prissy and just kind of fucking with Michael. But when, he gets, when they pull into the... Uh, mm. Mm-hmm. You know the support service. the The mechanic yeah. immediately says, "Oh my God, you've hurt. You've blown out your alpha circuits. It's almost as if you've done something as stupid as towing a like. vehicle. <laughs> like, unless that's the greatest bit that they prearranged. Then uh, I don't know. It seems like kid t- can't tow canonically. I think she's more. I think uh, this character who uh, looks exactly to me like Roz from uh, from Fraser. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think she's maybe more in tune with the emotions of Kit. Yeah, he's probably uh, a lot. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> give every oil change he thinks he's going to die? You know, yeah. every sound, every every shimmy, every wobble. It's like he's like a hypochondriac, and he's he's a computer, so he can connect. He, he probably can, you know, uh, connect to BBSs and do medical research on himself or mechanical research. And he's just he's got a climber oh. manual for mid eighties Trans Am, and he just knows all the symptoms. It's it's bad bad news. That's so funny. Every oil change, he <laughs> thinks he's just... gonna die. <laughs> oh no! He's like, I just need to make sure. Yeah, Michael, Mike, we need to talk. It's, Michael, it's, it's time for me Michael. to change my vital fluids. And, uh, you know, you, you, you never know what can happen when they put you under the, the pan. Um, or over the pan? When you go, when you go, when you go over yeah. the pan, you never know what can happen. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's the vehicle version of Under the Knife. Yeah. <laughs> when you go under the ridge, Michael, you never know. It's all, it's all a percentage game. Uh, oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you did bring up, you did mention that line, which is one of the lines I like. Uh, um, Michael, uh, David Hasselhoff is like, come on, Kit, you're built like a brick sh- garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought that was like, and honestly, I don't think that the Hoff is a bad actor. Am I alone on this? I mean, for something like this, where you just need like a big ham bone, he is a yeah. giant ham bone. Yeah. He yeah. is. He's yeah. pretty much with anything that they, they need him to do. Plus most of this show, he's acting against a fucking car. Like hundred percent. That's not, that's not easy to act against. I read in an interview with Mr. Feeney that he said that he and Hasselhoff did not meet until the cast rap party in season one. So they <laughs> no never way. like, they, like it wasn't like he was sitting in the back seat doing lines with them or nothing. Like, nah, he just come over from the, uh, he, he would clock out of St. Elsewhere, go over to a booth in California uh-huh. and just do his lines. And then, Yeah. Doing lines with doing David lines. They they were probably doing lines. This was the eighties. Never forget. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so uh so we have sexy lieutenant uh in the car going to the army base and David Hasselhoff, uh Michael drops this line where he's like, If they had officers like you back when I was in the service, I probably never would have quit. <laughs> and mm-hmm. she does she does like the biggest, like, doe eyes, like, <laughs> like, it's not the last time she's going to do this. Like, like when we say rape culture, uh, <laughs> we're talking about this, right? Like, just, just kind of like all women take no one, no matter how ill-advised, no matter how inappropriate, mm. no matter how like you're isolated and she's de- dependent on you to get her home. You're towing her car. Like no matter what, they're always going to be just so yeah. happy that you're giving them some masculine attention that, you know, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, this is, this is, this is, uh, men came by these attitudes. Honestly, they were, they were, they were pushed down <laughs> top down. Like, right? <laughs> this shit was normalized. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps it's a defense mechanism uh, when she gives the big, like, oh, you kind of eyes. Um, and then I, I do like it. It goes immediately from that. Speaking of rape culture, um, immediately from that, it cuts to, like, a, a howitzer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a giant artillery yeah, cannon. Phallus. With a yeah, one of the most phallic images. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and you got possible. the you got the fantastic military theme, Knight Rider theme. You know, the, it, yeah. it's, it's 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 still a dun da da da, but it's not. It's it's now it's like big band and staccato yeah, and army right. march. There, yeah, there's more like um, Kit uh, goes to war, <laughs> snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> I want oh my god I want so bad the kit prequel of like kid's grandfather in World War Two who's like an autonomous tank or whatever oh or he's like some kind of like Ford model whatever you know uh, with yeah. a, like a, with a va- vacuum tube that you can think <laughs> oh that'd be excellent um so um uh our lieutenant who is lieutenant lad I believe is her name mm-hmm um, she's looking for her dad, and she's like, oh, ho, ho, I grew up an army brat. I can't wait. I haven't seen my dad in a long time. I'm going to go surprise him. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see the look on his face when I'm like, uh, Lieutenant Ladd, reporting for duty. 
And uh, that doesn't happen. No, no. <laughs> she sh- she shows up and is essentially there in the middle of their father's funeral. Like, you know, like, oh, no one told you? Like, what? Ah, yeah. Oh. So, so she reports to a guy whose name is Sanderson, who's like kind of like a, I don't know, is it adjutant or something? Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, where's my dad? And he's like, oh, I should, uh, actually the, uh, why don't you talk to the general? (laughs) My father. Yes. The father. Take me to him. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the general shows up who kind of looks like, um, Larry David, uh, uh, the guy from uh, Seinfeld, the writer from Seinfeld. Oh, Larry David, yeah. <laughs> a little bit looks like Larry David, right? I thought and he looked is... like a Captain Steubing type, like from the Love Boat. In fact, hell, it might have been that guy. Like he, he I, I didn't see a cast list for this uh, uh, episode, but yeah, who knows? That's um, that's that's before my time, Aaron. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know about the Love Boat? No, no, no Fantasy I mean... Island. Oh my God. Oh. No, uh, but basically, so then the general's like, I'm sorry, your father's dead. Um, and then we get the funeral scene and it blows my fucking mind. Right. So, uh, like the funeral is for Lieutenant Ladd's father, who is a colonel. Like he was up there like, he, uh, but they cuss to like kind of like a community college room. That's what this is. This is like an ITT tech campus. This is not a military base. Yeah. With like 50 people in it. And in the front row is Michael. Like, like front and center. And everyone else is in an army uniform. And he's still wearing the belt buckle and like the tight leather jacket. Yeah. And And that's the thing. It's like he drops her off the base and he just goes in like to all. Like he goes into the general's quarters. Like he's just like tagging around. Yeah. He seems to have unfettered access to this army base at first. Mm-hmm. But that's that's all going to change. Well, they saw it? him as soon as they saw him change into that. Let's talk about his his funeral attire. <laughs> I'm talking chocolate brown corduroy suit jacket yeah. with with ma- matching reddish brown knit <laughs> squared off tie knotted about three and a half inches above his belt. Yeah, <laughs> unwashed, regular off the rack jeans, black yep. cowboy boots, and that's yep. how he shows up. That's that's his funeral look. So exactly, it's a great look. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The corduroy jacket, I I I I could fuck with this tie. This tie is just bad. Like I I know this is the this is the era of the knit tie, but this collar. It's mm. kind of like I don't know. There's something. I, th- I feel like there's a, there's a stain on it. It 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 looks disreputable. But again, they don't expect you to look at this in high def. So it's it's the '80s version of the guy who wears like the Minecraft tie that's mm. like all like pixelated mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so they they leave the funeral and um. Oh, we have by, this. By the way, Michael's gotta immediately whip off that tie and gas for oh, air, just so you know he's not he the does. kind of guy that gets that, that gets put a leash on. He's not yeah. the type of guy that chills in a suit jacket with a tie <laughs> on. No, no, he can't. Yeah. It just, it just his neck is straining against it. He's a square man, but like you know that scene in the first Harry Potter uh, movie where like Hermione walks past uh, the boys and the and they're making fun of her for being like is Wingardium Leviosa. We we get the Knight Rider version of that where where it's like a bunch of army guys and they're like I I don't think he was drunk. 
Like, he was probably just a bad driver. He's probably just old and incompetent. <laughs> yeah. And then, and Lieutenant Ladder said, like, starts, like, fast walks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where are we? Oh, oh, from here we get, like, a, you know, we get great music, and then we get, um... Now, um, Lieutenant Ladd and Michael are kind of running, like, forensic uh, car maneuvers to determine whether or not it was likely that uh, uh, Lieutenant Ladd's father actually drove off the cliff. Yeah. And they're like, no, it he would have turned into the... Mm-hmm. Into the hill part, he wouldn't have fallen off the cliff. He would have turned into it. And yeah, if he was just find... driving too fast. There's no way this right. could happen. Yeah. And the thing is, and... is like his 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 cover story in this mission is he's an insurance agent. So that's yeah. why, like, there's this really thing, like, like the setting the hook of this story involves her is like, aren't you an insurance agent? What does your actuarial mm. table say about a fit man that's driving his uh, Jeep right. all of his life on these roads all of his life and broad day? Well, I guess yeah. it was not broad daylight, but like, yeah. And he's like, I don't know, because I'm not an insurance agent. But yeah, yeah. whatever. It'd be, it'd be close to zero, I think, but I could do some... <laughs> radical driving in my cool car sure yeah <laughs> if, I, I, can, I can spin kid out a time or two sure <laughs> which like what would that prove like i mean kit is the most advanced car on the on the surface of the planet right know? right right. <laughs> it handles a little bit different than a fucking jeep these these trans ams yeah uh, like let's put aside the super technology like it's a sports car versus a fucking you know all, all-terrain utility vehicle but he also finds a uh, like a spent casing from a from an M16 or something. So he's like, also we have this evidence, which this will turn out. I'm not going to spoil it, but this will have a hilarious reversal later in the episode, which uh, <laughs> when she's about to throw in the towel. But as they're doing all of this forensic investigation, uh oh, what's that? Someone's watching through binoculars. It's the military police, and they're like, "I think it's time for another funeral." Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun! <laughs> yeah, commercial. Break. Ominous commercial break horns playing. <laughs> um. So now, uh, they pull back up at the army base, uh, which is also it's like an ITT tech community college campus. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrible, and um, there, there's a cute exchange here where kids like. Uh, Michael, I feel like you're having one of those... I'm detecting in your voice that you're going to have a bad idea and put me in surveillance mode. Mm -hmm. And he's like, can't enter surveillance mode. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm like, surveillance mode? I think this is a brand new thing that Kit's going to do. What's it going to be? I don't think we actually get to see surveillance mode. They're teasing. They're teasing surveillance mode. Now that you mention it, I don't think surveillance mode does much. Hmm. He just sits uh, there and looks. <laughs> but yeah, so now so now Michael needs to get back on base, but uh he has apparently he has to do it on, in disguise. But as you were saying before earlier, he was just walking around <laughs> anywhere he wanted. Right, just just barging to generals, majors, <laughs> MP's office, why not? <laughs> right? Yeah. Um uh, and it's established that Michael's like a Vietnam vet, you know, so he's got credential, you know. Uh <laughs> But now he's like, I need to sneak on. And this is where we get the snack shack guy, like the the truck wagon guy. Yep. He has a food truck. He sells. It's not a food truck. You're overselling it. It is a snack wagon. It is not capable of independent movement. It's a trailer. I don't think a person can stand inside of it. It's like. It's it's a truck. 
truck wagon. Yeah, you know? it really but, is. It really is. It's got condiments, and, but you know. And there's an Andy Kaufman esque man who's like wearing some sort of food uniform. And, uh, <laughs> got one of them rad coin dispensing buckles, you know. Oh, he he's, does. Choo, choo, yeah. choo, 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 choo. Here's a here's yeah. a seventy six inch. Choo, 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 choo. Yeah, he's able he's able to dish out change on the fly, and um, uh, he has he has a security clearance so that he can sell on this military base, right? Yep. And and Michael just goes up and bribes him for like. A hundred bucks. It was like a yeah. It's, it's, I think it's five twenties. Uh, yeah. Changed hands here. Yeah. And he's like, I work for you now. Uh-huh. Uh, give me, give me a uniform. If anyone asks, I'm your nephew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the guy buys it. It's yeah. like okie dokie. You know, I feel like I, if I was that guy, would have taken his money and just been like, uh, hey, general. General. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's bribing me to be, yeah. This guy tried to bribe me. Like, yeah. is is a hundred bucks worth time in Leavenworth? Like this, and we'll find out what a hundred bucks could get you later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, um, so Michael sneaks onto the base disguised as a uh, as a snack boy. Uh, and then he gets immediately caught. Yeah, like, the subterfuge did not last. The tin said the the MPs come up and say, "Where's your where's your health card? Where's your health where, where's card? your permit?" And he's like, "I don't got one." They're like, "Well, then we're gonna take you down and ream you." So he goes into an office with uh, so it's the two MPs that captured him, and then um, another like a sergeant type of a guy. Uh, who I think is in charge of them. And uh, he sits down at the desk. Major Rainey. That's his name. Major Rainey. Major. A major. Major, yeah. That's a very important. Anyway. um, Probably too important to be dealing with the snack guy. Probably, yeah. yeah. Get the major down here. He'll want to see the snack guy himself. Right. <laughs> but uh, lucky for Michael. Uh, upon the desk, uh, right in front of him, is the file of uh, L- Lieutenant Lad's dead dad. It, it, it's just—it's just a Manila folder that says uh, in, in typewritten accident report. Now yeah. I don't know how many accidents occur on a military base every day, a or lot, certainly every like, but 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 like yo, know, you think just what? But like yeah, accident investigation. Yeah, May, yeah, maybe one that gets investigated. Okay. So so the major leaves. And so only his two goons are there, and uh, and Knight Rider uh, uh, Michael is like, <laughs> "Help yourself! Uh, you, do you want some Snickers bars, boys?" Mm-hmm. And they both go for it, both of them. They both go and grab snacks, mm-hmm. and then what do they do? Do you think they would maybe eat the snacks right in front of him? No, 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 no. They they walk away and turn around. They both turn their back to they, him they want some, and face they, the corner. They want some feast privacy. Yeah, yeah. Which I get. It's fine, but I you mean... You don't want to muscle a snicker bar in front of another guy. I was like, you know, it's too phallic. Too phallic. This is the early 80s. We're not comfortable with their masculinity here. I feel like if I'm going to eat a snack in front of anyone, it's going to be the snack boy. That's true. <laughs> like, that's a safe space for snack eating. That's true. But, you, you'd, li- you'd like to think that. So he does a little maneuver where he's, he puts the vanilla folder underneath the snack tray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then they turn around. And um, 
How how does he get out of this? I I forget. Uh yeah oh yeah so he's like he, he oh, so there's this whole thing where the major's going over and it's like can you explain oh. these cards in your wallet and mm. he's got all these and they're not isn't this is just these are just literally business cards like dude you can do this at kinko's yeah. this is not like yeah but he's got it's like michael, michael knight speedy repairman michael knight Mike. quick carpet cleaner <laughs> michael knight swedish massage while you wait like what are these cover stories Devin's got coming up is coming up with, you know? Devin's gonna play that one at like the company picnic. Oh, yeah. like, we're oh, gonna, oh I, I wonder if we're gonna see all of these in succession. <laughs> is when I, but, but 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 he also says my uncle Sanjay is is I'm working for him and he's not like not oh. Sanjay. It's is Sanj. It? It's Sanj. Sanj. Oh, I wrote it down wrong. Uncle yeah, Sanj. Sa- like short for a sandwich. Because oh. he sells sandwiches. Uh, so he so he says, uh, "Well, this will be easy enough to run down." He just goes down and talks to his snack guy. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's my it's my nephew," and that's that's good enough for the major. That's why you want the major on the job. So he he crosses all those T's, dots every I. Yeah, the security in general in this episode is wild. The story wild. checks out. The snack guy vouched for him, especially where we're going with this. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? So uh, Michael gets out. Um, He's recognized as like the civilian that's been run around with Lieutenant Ladd oh, by one right. of the naughty MPs. Yeah. So the MPs are like, that's the guy we need. We need to get him. So they have like this little, they have this car chase, which is, it's a weird car chase because it's like, uh, Michael is using like his ability to do like a 180 quickly mm-hmm. to like fuck with them, which is fine. Like that makes sense. Cause they're like chasing him in a Jeep with a M16 or whatever. And then like he comes up on the back of a, of like a big trailer. Like a car carrier. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Jump! Do the jump! We all I was, know I was that wanting to jump. jump too. I was wanting to jump. I was wanting to jump bad. But there's no jump. They just he just does another 180 and does he, like kind of a chicken. Yeah, like, he breaks their line of sight and then they they don't expect the the kit chicken maneuver. Yeah. I told you, chicken. It's always chicken. Yeah, yeah. The the board game is uh, showing us mechanics right here. <laughs> Very strong. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the guys in the Jeep crash and they kind of like hurt their faces a little bit on the steering wheel. I don't know. They bend the rifle. Like this is the most bizarre reaction shot I've ever seen. Like this guy's like holding his head like, ah, like, you know, he staged this crash. He's holding his head and they cut this guy like marveling at this M16 that's folded in half. Like Mm. what? What is, (laughs) how did that? I think it would be through his body if he hit it with that much force. But, uh, (laughs) Uh, also, this, I want to point out in the scene that happens before. So this is the scene where Lad is talking about or they're, they're meeting. They establish that they went to a diner to have dinner. Oh, yeah. But and then they get Michael in the kit. Michael loves hamburgers. They get the in the way. kit to have a conversation. And I was thinking, like, well, why aren't they just talking about this over dinner? And I realized this show is trying to save interior sets. So any excuse they can have a conversation in kit. 
Yeah. At nighttime, even better, because that can just be, they don't even have to fucking rear project anything. Like, yeah, yeah like they just have this detailed conversation about how the case is going and, That's uh, true. you know, whether yeah. your dad day, uh, died with blue paint on his hands. And she's like, I don't know, Michael. Maybe this, maybe, maybe is there chasing ghosts? And my dad wouldn't want me to waste my career chasing ghosts. And, uh, yeah. Um, but also, and she also, he says, but what, he was like, but what about the bullet casing? She goes, well, you know, this is an ordinance facility. Yeah. And yeah. in light of the end of this episode where like you see how much fucking shells they lot, like, yeah, there's probably bullets laying everywhere. Anyway. It, it, it is weird that like she, she actually kind of gives up on the pursuit of justice for her murdered father earlier than michael does <laughs> yeah know? no she's kind of like i don't know it seems like uh, and he's like ah, i'm i'm i'll do anything to keep from doing devin's bidding he's wanting me to do this mission i just give, give me this is because he's just fucked this whole this whole episode he's fucking around in lieu of the thing he's supposed to do that's true but uh, we as a viewer we don't know what he's supposed to be doing no, no, they just see this. Kit's always like, Michael, you know, we're a day late for the mission. And like, yeah. there's always this kind of like, and then what he mission? just, they're just setting you up for like Devin to be real pissed at Michael when they meet up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, okay, at, at this point, he takes Kit to get repaired um, because of the towing damage. The the next, the next thing that happens is, uh, uh, they got the scene of Robin uh, or the, the, the Lieutenant Ladd meeting the the general of the base and talking about computers. I don't know how these these writers don't know how to write dialogue between a man and a woman that's not flirty. Yeah. Because dude, it it, came, it did come across as super flirty. It did, and she came across as super receptive. Like she just yeah. like, oh my god, all these men are being so nice to me. And he's yeah. like, you know, uh, uh, your your generation's so quick with the computer. And these are like old school IBM reel to reel like mainframe computers. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, no, your your boomer ass is just afraid of them, and they can sense the fear. Uh, and, and, and he's like, let me know if you need anything, and I mean anything. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend I don't know what you're meaning to save my career. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. So where are we after that? The kid does go in to get the repair, right? Yeah. With Roz and, and the British guy. Wait, is it Roz and, or is it Bonnie? It's Bonnie, right? I know her name is Bonnie, but she oh, okay. looks exactly oh, like. Oh yeah, fucking yeah, you're Roz. going through. Okay, sorry, sorry, so sorry, sorry. Because and, because uh, I, I is it a spoiler to say that like this woman gets recast in season two? And what? it was a traumatic thing because what? I had the major, my eight-year-old Aaron had the major hots for, for Bonnie. Damn, I did, he wasn't aware of what that all meant yet, but he just knew that he really liked looking at her. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a, yeah, she's an attractive woman for sure. And the British guy is there and is like, Mike, he's like, Michael, you need to get back on with the, with the mission. And Michael's like, someone tried to kill me last night. And the British guy's like, I have an alibi. <laughs> anyway, it's actually pretty fun. I like that. I like that. Devin's being little, being little uh, upper, upper, uh, upper class funny with Michael. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so now the Alpha Circuit problem. 
that I know you all have been on pins and needles about this alpha circuit. Uh, it's fixed, so don't worry. Yeah, that's why I have my notes. It's like, because he gets in there, he backs in there. They have this, the, you know, we talked about in the intro that, like, you know, Bonnie's like, oh, what idiot tried to tow a car with the supercar? Oh, it's Michael. Uh, he goes around to talk to Devin for about two minutes, and then he goes, squeezes past Bonnie, just gets in the car, and I'm like, I have in my notes, I guess kid is fixed? This alpha circuit's just uh, all good now? Well, this is what, this plays into my theory, that there was no actual damage, but mm. she's more bonded to the AI. She's so more she bonded than the mo molecules on his <laughs> his, his frame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's uh, intellectually molecularly bonded to him. <laughs> Uh, also, I love the 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 uh, the verbal judo Michael Michael Knight employs, where uh, you know he says, you know, hey, essentially relax, Devin, I got this, and then he squeezes past Bonnie and he pretends to be distracted by her, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, where was I? And Devin repeats back the last two sentences where he's mm. essentially saying, don't worry about it, trust me, and he's like, ah, I knew you'd see it that that, and then I knew you'd see it that way, Devin, and he comes in, he jumps into. Uh, kit and backs out of the trailer and Devin gives him that oh you kind of look you know yeah there's a lot of oh you in the, there's a in lot the that's that's Devin's really only move is to yeah. exasperation it's true um so at this point Michael wants to sneak back into the munitions uh storage on this army base and this is a shot-for-shot shot remake of the cold open, like just with Michael Knight instead of the old general. It's true, but for me, like I can, I can believe like an old officer is mm -hmm. able to like sneak in there because he would know all the rotations uh, yeah, and stuff, yeah, and he would right. have the access and stuff. Now a random guy with a like a WWE belt buckle uh -huh. <laughs> is sneaking in right now. It's absolutely absurd. At least he's wearing all dark colors. He is that that, that does have yeah. That. Except yeah. for the bright blue polo he was wearing. And, <laughs> and the, like you said, the shiny, weird-like WWE belt, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, he sneaks in, he he, uh, he finds these uh, artillery shells, right? And mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he also hanging on the wall. It's like a chart uh -huh. where it's like, uh, if, if it's a red shell... It's armor piercing. Mm. If it's a blue shell, it's uh, uh no blue shell is armor piercing. If it's red shell, it's uh, I don't know normal. If it's yellow, yeah. it's a a tactical nuclear weapon. Uh huh. Yeah, they just have them all in the same racks, like you know. Yeah. It's just it's just color. It's just color coordinated. <laughs> and that's what the big scandal was. Is like someone was repainting with fucking Home Depot paint. The the band on, mm -hmm. uh, on these uh, artillery shells mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to cover up the fact that um, the tactical nuclear weapons, which also have like a kitchen timer on the top, which <laughs> yeah, is we'll, yeah, really we'll talk weird. About that. We'll but, talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, to make them look like uh, armor-piercing shells. Yeah, that, that's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, selling them out the back door is armor-piercing. They're actually tack nuke, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's probably some uh there's probably some libyans involved in this if i know my uh if i know my back to the future right and if you just if you do a little bit of painting no one will uh -huh. know the difference no that's no no no. that's like, there's no there's no like serial numbers on these weapons there's no lot numbers there's nothing no, no inventory Dude, control at all 
the thing that scares me is like I know a bunch of people who work in the military and everything is like that might not be yeah, wrong. Let's like, like, say <laughs> we might get a few vets like you know it was my job to paint the, the repaint the the, the the color rings on the tactical nukes and uh, I gotta say we 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 dreamed of having Home Depot budget brushes. Are you kidding me? We had to use our fingers. We were just painting with dead rats. This is what we found on base. We glued, the glue, hot glued them to a stick and just went to work. Uh, well, they were mostly dead. They weren't completely dead yet. It's true, but they it's became true. dead, but <laughs> so you weird. wait until they died. They shed too much hair and it just ruined it. So uh, meanwhile, as um, as Michael is discovering this, uh, Lieutenant Ladd goes to Sanderson, the adjutant or whatever he is, and she has paperwork and she's like, "Hey, according to this paperwork." Uh, some of our nukes are missing, and he's like, "That's that's classified material." And he pulls out his gun and points it at her, and is like, "You're under arrest." Right? He doesn't do the like, "Oh, that's wild." Well, give me that report. I'm let me let me let me uh, right. get some duty let officers and look into it. He just like <laughs> he's like, "That's classified." Pulls a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes me feel like he kind of wanted to do what's about to happen. Mm. Uh, and what's about to happen is she's arrested by Sanderson, um, and she's put in a jeep. And um, <laughs> Lieutenant Ladd's uh, gal pal, like, underling, coworker, underling. yeah, coworker, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, she's getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And what happens is they take Lieutenant Ladd. And uh, they put her in a tank. They lock her in a tank on the, like, ordnance training range. And it has a big white X painted on it. So clearly. I I love it's like it's like one of those things where it's like they throw her in a tank and they chain her up. You're like, oh, that's not good. And the shot just keeps pulling out until it gets to the sign that says ordnance testing field danger. And the ominous music goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This does seem like the worst way to dispose of a person. Because, like. If everything goes the way you want, like, they're going to find a mangled corpse in a destroyed tank, right? Like, is there any universe in which they just blow up the tank and then just, like, bury it or, like, don't notice that there's a dead person inside? Maybe. I don't know. I'm wondering how hard they look at it. That like, might, you might be it's right. It's a target. Like, I don't know. But maybe. Yeah. I mean, isn't that part of probably, like, Maybe those armor piercing deals just like fucking vaporize a person. I don't know. (laughs) The bones, bones and all. Yeah, it's just gone. Just, just chunky salsa. (laughs) Yeah, mama mia. Uh, (laughs) So Michael finds out that she's uh, uh, that uh, lad was arrested, and uh, the friend. uh, So the friend tells Michael that lad was, was arrested. Right? He goes to the major. And the and Michael goes to the major. It's like, why? Why was Lieutenant Ladd arrested? And yeah, the guy who busted him for being a snack boy. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. But that guy is like, the uh, so-so wouldn't have arrested her. Sergeant that Perkins, not, he's he's not military police. He, yeah, he he works for ammunitions. Yeah, or whatever. And that's when it's on. Cut to the fucking absolute banger of a theme song because mm-hmm, kids mm-hmm. gonna do kit stuff now 
Why do I have written down Kit does the butt pin? He does, because he does. So, like, so they get to the munitions bunker. Michael bails out oh. and starts immediately, finally learns how to throw a punch, lands a punch, and then Kit does the whole, like, skid up against the building, yeah. and he pins two guys against the wall. That's And it. they have an yeah. inset of this guy's ass wiggling. Just yeah. wiggling, wiggling, wiggling. <laughs> There's a lot of ass looking. I, I, have, I, I have in my notes the absolute struggle of this man's hiney. Because right. it's just like, it's really selling the fact that this guy, that they're just pinned. Mike, the kid's got a pinned. That's the butt pin. I understand now. Um, yeah. and, and there's two of them, right? Two yeah. guys get. Two double guys butt get, pin. There's a, it's a double butt pin, but. Kit is at like an angle, so like the first guy closer to the camera is doing mm-hmm. the convincing butt pin. The yeah, just so you don't notice like, the other guy who's just kind of hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he's and, not pinned at all. And the wide shot where the stuntman is actually, you know, uh, the, the the hidden stuntman who's driving in the back seat, like goes to do the pin maneuver. He lands like 15 feet away from these guys on <laughs> yeah, the wall. Yeah, like they're, yeah, because yeah, you, you know, you're not gonna crush he people. Was, he wasn't gonna kill a dude. What do you think we're doing, filming Ben Hur here? We're not gonna kill anybody. Like, come on. <laughs> what am I, Alec Baldwin? Uh, <laughs> so, anyway. See how ripped from the headlines that is when it finally gets, when this, this podcast finally gets out. <laughs> what the hell did Alec Baldwin do three months ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Michael goes in into the ammunition depot and he grabs one of the warheads that's been painted over to look like mm-hmm. a harmless armor piercing round. Yeah, but harmless. Uh-huh. <laughs> he knows it's a nuclear device uh, because there's a third guy in there with a with a gun, right? Mm-hmm. And so he gets the gun from the third guy because two yeah. of them are butt pinned. Yeah. The third guy, he gets the M16 off of him and then he starts kind of fucking around. He just starts fucking around with this warhead that has like, like a kitchen timer on top of it. Michael Knight is insane. He's just casually spinning the dial on this thing's yeah. detonator. Yeah. Like, is this a timer? Is yeah. it an altitude thing? You don't fucking know. Yeah, for sure. It, is that the it's, altimeter? It, yeah. It's making the guy that works with this stuff sweat bullets, so it's probably yeah. not good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he like tosses the gun. Uh, tosses the nuclear warhead <laughs> to that guy, uh-huh. and um, this whole time, like the the armory is is like semi locked off or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's, in a, like, it's, it's in like a jail, jail cells cell. or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So he's able to lock him in there. And he comes out with the gun. The two guys who have been butt pinned. Still more like, more inset Heine struggling. He's got to know their Heinies are still pinned. <laughs> a lot of wiggling. There's a lot of butt wiggling, yeah. And he's like, get in there. So he, he gets them in there. He closes the door. Uh, he locks it. And now it's fucking kit time, baby. And he also, it? this is this is going to be one of these type of shows like MacGyver where the hero just eschews weapons, eschews weapons. He mm. like, he has mm-hmm. an M16 and he immediately drops it. Why does he need it? He's got a kit, right? You, you, why would you ever need a weapon? Uh, you got a kit. I'm waiting for kit to like deploy a machine gun out of a hatch or something and just like mow down a kindergarten class. <laughs> so like, Kit! No! You were supposed to preserve <laughs> life! Only yours, Michael. <laughs> Do you love me yet? Yeah, I, I love you! Let's get married! Just stop, stop, stop shooting! Stop killing a bus full of children! <laughs> I don't think that happens, but I don't know. Things get weird in season four, so... 
All right, cut to more stock footage from like the Korean conflict of artillery guns going on. It is. Up. It is so much. This is Ed Wood. <laughs> yeah. This is like a fully five minutes. Of this episode is just admittedly glorious, badass uh, <laughs> barrages of howitzers, just yeah. fields and fields, just ripping mountains up. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Not filmed for the show, but admittedly cool. <laughs> Uh, what was filmed for the show is like the interior of the tank where uh, Lieutenant Ladd is like, ah, because she's she, she thinks is, she's going to get blowed up. And then and it's like filmed deliberately sexy, right? It's like, so sexy. She's she's, str- she's in that micro skirt and her hands are and she's yeah. kind of struggling and oh, oh, I fall. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know, and it's yeah, it's. I yeah, feel bad about this, but mm-hmm. it is hot. It is it, super you know, hot. Sometimes, sometimes, uh, you know, the 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 genitals want uh, <laughs> things that are not politically correct. Uh, it's a thing we can do. We can we can we can we can uh, we can do that and the, the the with the with the framework of consent and mutual respect. But but yeah yeah. So so you might want to see a woman uh, tied up in a tank, wriggling. Michael. You know? Michael, you're being problematic. Your two message monitors going off the charts, Michael. Uh, so Kid drives out onto the firing range, right? And uh, Michael calls the general and is like, General, I, I, I'm driving out onto the firing range right now. And the general's like, you're insane. That's, uh, that's idiotic. Don't do mm-hmm. that. You're going to get yourself killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like... I think Lieutenant Ladd has been stuck in one of those tanks. And then and then we get the big reveal. Mm-hmm. The general is like, there's a black Trans Am on the firing range. It's a drone. This is part of our procedures. Mm-hmm. If you blow it up, you get a three-day hall pass. That's right. Just, just attack on to, like, in the pilot when the guy was like, if you kill Kit, you get $10,000. <laughs> it's like, even in the army, it's like, you get you get three days off if you can kill Kit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's, 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 it's really because, like, yeah, it's a remote drone. He's using these guys, and they don't even know it, you know? Like they're just, they're right. just like they're doing they're they're just trying to do their darndest. They're they're on a live fire exercise and they want to make their base commander proud. It's really interesting verbiage too. Like um, I guess like I'm when I watch a show from 1983, I'm not expecting to hear a lot of drone talk. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But there's well, they- like. In in like the Iran Iraq War nineteen eighty to nineteen eighty eight, like I Iran employed a bunch of drones. That was part of their strategy. Was like. And for like, because I remember uh, me and me and my son went uh, during the winter COVID thing. We went to uh, this big uh, uh, Air Force Museum that's that's close by to us. And I was kind of amazed that they had remote control drones to train pilots in World War Two. No. Shut yeah. Up. Like no. they were like, I mean, they had like servo motors and radar and, and like they weren't sophisticated but essentially enough to like kind of fly pattern basic patterns and have the pilots no uh, practice shit. Shoot. so like yeah i mean they weren't like shooting anything down to do but like the idea of having like especially i guess they they towed these behind planes to get them in altitude and then they were kind of like you know sophisticated gliders but yeah i guess having having piloted drones for live fire things were a thing yeah and they certainly by the 80s that's cool. And it's definitely a thing in uh, 1983's Knight Rider. It's true. 
Uh, so fully autonomous, dri- general-purpose AI-driven cars. Yeah. Basically, uh, yeah. So now, like, Kit is driving around, getting shot at with artillery shells and stuff. And this is when we get the guided heat-seeking missiles are deployed. Three of them. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Because it is badass. These scenes of, like, Kit, like, just driving hell-bent for leather with explosions all around. Like, the variety of explosions and how close and dangerous it was. Like, you know, they spent some money. They spent some money. Again, I am always talking about how good the stunt work is in this show. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. There's one really good shot where, like, an explosion goes off, like, on the, like, uh, driver's side Mm -hmm. door right next to kit and it like creates a bunch of flame that like stays oh, yeah, on like, the like, car yeah like it's wreath it's it stays he stays uh flambéed for for a couple seconds <laughs> he yeah. does it's yeah. great it's great stunt, stunt driving i'm not shitting on the stunt guys at all <laughs> no no they, they earned their goddamn money um so uh uh michael's like we gotta figure out a way to create a heat source so we can distract the heat-seeking missiles, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and he's like, go drive me by that, like, brush. Mm-hmm. And so he drives by the brush, and he's like, all right, activate the turbo boosters. But he's, like, in park. Like, he's not moving, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it creates, like, a, f- uh, a flamethrower mm-hmm. behind him. You say like a flamethrower? It's literally <laughs> a flame. This is not the turbo boost. This is just a flamethrower yeah. that's coming out the back of this guy's license plate or whatever. Which, actually, like, this is a new power that Kit has. He can and, use and his turbo, turbo boost. boost. No, it's yeah. just... And, and like you said, it's just rear-facing flamethrower because this yep. is going to come back up. Mm-hmm. So th- he lights a bunch of plants on fire, and the the heat-seeking missiles land near him. One smash, boom, bang. Two boom, smash. And he's like, mm, "What about missile number three? Yeah. What happened to missile number three? <laughs> Cue the stupid thermostat. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So the. The the sandwich guy, Sanjin, Sanj in his sandwich outfit and stuff is like this stupid thermostat. It, it, it actually shows you a thermometer that's at like 110 degrees or whatever. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Like, when I'm thinking about the temperatures on a battlefield, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't the, think 110 degrees. No, huh? Is no. gonna do it, huh? But the, the inside of a parked car, you know, like, you, <laughs> yeah. how many times have you heard an infrared missile, <laughs> exactly. a heat-seeking missile, accidentally target one of those? Uh, but the 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 very hot uh, sandwich truck gets exploded by a heat-seeking missile. But don't and, worry, he he runs away and like does a dive and stuff. And they have a scene of him like taking cover, and he's just getting pelted with sandwiches. Like there's like all the sandwich shrapnel, like, these fully wrapped sandwiches, softly falling all over him. Yeah, actually, it's not actually the missile that kills you; it's the flaming guacamole. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like yeah. napalm, dude. <laughs> yeah, fucking you get you get that sauerkraut on fire; it sticks like <laughs> yeah. napalm. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dupont ca- couldn't do couldn't do worse. They call that German hell. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so now that the three heat-seeking missiles are out of the way, uh, Michael is good and safe to uh, get to the tank. And Mister Feeney is like, 
Michael, uh, there's a life form in the tank. I do believe it's highly likely it's Lieutenant Ladd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he just like parks, <laughs> gets on the tank, gets her out. Gets and her also in suddenly the now these guys have been on Kit's ass the entire <laughs> right. time he's been on range, like blowing just right off his fender, right off his back bumper. Right. Michael's sitting here for like a minute and they yeah. can't hit shit. Yeah, I would have... Like, if I was directing this, I'd be like, all right, you're going to do a tuck and roll, and mm-hmm. Mr. Feeney's just going to drive in a circle, you know, to distract yeah, the artillery yeah, yeah, or whatever. Because yeah. they, 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 they don't know that uh, that car can drive itself. Exactly. Uh, but that doesn't happen. Uh, they all get in the car. <laughs> Uh, I think you're, you're laughing at the same line that I'm laughing at. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, when she gets in the car and says in shock, is this a car or a spaceship? <laughs> oh, yeah. Lady, you were just in this car yesterday and the day before. <laughs> you went to dinner in this car. This car towed your car. How are you? What? This the... How did you not notice Darth Vader's bathroom, man? It's Darth Vader's bathroom, for sure. Right. Oh, man. No, what I was laughing at is uh, the general, once he sees what's going on, he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. So he gets, in a, <laughs> he gets an armored personnel carrier from, like, adva- like the video game Advance Wars. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, this, is, you, you, this is the goofiest looking tracked vehicle I've ever yeah. seen. It it's looks like Fisher Price made it. Yeah. It looks like Fisher Price made it. It's a Duplo. It's a Lego Duplo with tracks. Yeah. So he gets in that, and then Michael and Kit again using the rear-facing flamethrower. It's not a. It's not a fucking turbo vis. No. But he does. He gets in front of that, and he uses the rear-facing flamethrower to melt. The track, the tracks on, on, uh-huh. on, on, on the APC, and the guy gets out, and Michael's like, "I guess you gotta go to jail." But I'm like, dude, this is still the army. Like, he can't just uh, walk up and arrest a general. As Citizens a arrest, yeah. <laughs> like, who are you? Like, you would get shot. They would just shoot you with their guns. It's the military. There's there's also, the this entire time, there's a subplot <laughs> where the guys who are not aware of the nefarious things on the base are out of armor-piercing weapons. Oh, so they I call forgot. for more armor-piercing, and these these <sighs> these uh, opie dumb fucks go and load the, the nu- attack nuclear weapons. <laughs> and they get, but this goes nowhere. Mm-mm. Like literally like the truck is backing up that has the, the, has the attack nukes is backing up to the, the, you know, the resupply, the howitzers and like kit just kind of drives between them. And that's the last you ever hear of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I hope they cut, they called the live fire off when the general like, you know, like bailed and got in his saltine box and tried to roll off. I, I hope because if not, the next live fire exercise is going to be a hell of a lot more exciting. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, just load it up, load up the old stuff, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like how uh, at the, you know how uh, when World War One ended, they were like, it's going to end on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. It mm-hmm. meant that everyone in the, in the battle knew when the end of the war was going to be. And they're right. like, well, I don't want to fucking pack this shit back up. Use all the ammunition Let we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> 
I'm after this. Help me out remembering how this episode mm-hmm. ends. But um, I'm pretty sure he just like gets in his car and goes away. But Kit now has like a cool new bumper sticker. Yeah, there. So let's get to that. The 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 denouement of this episode is back on the base. Devin is now caught up there, and he's like, you know, uh, explaining Evan. He's walking the major, uh, the snack, the snack security guy, who is now the base oh, commandant. Yeah, the, yeah, the he's major. He's walking him through. The he typical, made it up to base commander. It's because I and he's, he has this thing. It's like you know, it's like uh, this is a strange day. All the top brass in the base is uh, is in the the clink, and I'm running the thing. Kind of makes but me the, wonder if he uh, actually designed all of it. Maybe he's the ultimate master. He's the godfather. <laughs> but, but, but Devin's like, they cut to him and he's walking him through. This is such a typical Michael Knight case. It's all a bunch of destruction and this and that. And then uh, Lieutenant Ladd walks in. He goes, well, that's not fair, Devin. It's actually, I, I put him up to it. And he goes, oh, another integral part of the Michael Knight drama. A young woman who gets... And uh, so this is like, you know, he's just haranguing Michael, haranguing Michael. And then a phone call rings. And it's the White House, and they want to talk to whatever. I, I don't think they've revealed the name of the the Knight Foundation yet. Uh, but uh, and then and then Devin just suddenly does a one eighty on the mission, takes credit for it, and all this other stuff because apparently he's talking to Ronald Reagan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this Trans Am I mean, works you're, directly you're, for the White House. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It would be Ronald Reagan, huh? <laughs> well, Devin. Uh, if you're ever ever on the East Coast, stop on by for some gel. Yeah, no, I I I, I would love to know how that conversation went. And it, and, yeah, and so like this and show then, is then, so they they cut to like Devin and Michael like haggling over some business expenses, and then they smash cut to to the uh, Kit's bumper as he's driving away. And what is it? He's got a he's got a new bumper sticker. Go Army! And in my notes, I have. This is a recruiting episode? Question mark? Yeah. This this thing is about like corruption and malfeasance and top Giant. brass selling tack nukes to the highest bidder. Yeah. Sign up. Go see your recruiters, kids. Yeah, it's it's a pretty uh, shameless, I guess, like varnish that they're trying to put on it. But it's like, go army. Uh, yeah, join join the army. You know, maybe a general will murder your father. Yeah, uh, and, and lock you in a tank. And leave try you for and dead. S- scam nukes and sell them to. Iran? I don't know. Well, I don't know where he was trying to sell him. But then, yeah, then lock you in a tank, and hopefully you have a hot boyfriend with a cool car. <laughs> Otherwise, he'd be D-E-A-D dead. But, yeah, yeah it, it's weird. It's, it's just re- really weird, the, like, pro-army kind of thing that they tried to tack onto it. So anytime like I a see this, general is a big fucking deal. Like, oh yeah, and any anytime I see like something like this, I always think like, oh, well, this is like Transformers the movie where like Michael Bay went up uh, to the army and said, uh, or to the armed forces and said, I want to make military porn. Will you yeah. give me a whole bunch of taxpayer funded equipment and highly trained individuals for like, I don't know, free? And <laughs> the military is like, fuck yeah, make us look badass, no problem. And this is what it seems like, but like. This episode uses dated, even by the standards, military uniforms. Like, these are just Vietnam War era surplus shit. 
I, no, like like they have some jeeps. All the howitzer stuff is literally uh, is stock footage. Th- yeah. th- th- that that fucking APC was some kind of weird Pakistani <laughs> Eastern European block thing. Like they had no cooperation from the military with this. But they yeah. hang the Go Army on it at the end. I don't know. Like it's, they get five, they get five thousand bucks for that. What, for, what what do you think that went for? It's just uh yeah. I mean, this is like the proto stuff. You know, like. The, the army propaganda that we get in media today can be th- it's thanks to the the efforts of stuff like this you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. <laughs> kit they, had to kit had to uh slowly roll through a sc- school zone so that michael bay could fly <laughs> exactly i was gonna say in 1983 like maybe the army was busy but not really not in 83 I don't think so. That's like uh, like the, the Cold War, you know. You're out of Vietnam. It's like that's still a couple of years before we invaded Pan- Panama. <laughs> Probably doing some dirty shit in South America, yeah. but not not uh, direct. No direct troop involvement. No, surely uh-huh. not. I bet they wish I had a cool car like Kit. Wish I had a cool. I, that's the thing I keep watching when I like watch this. I'm like this. I understand why as a kid I love this because this is legitimately cool. Uh, Kit looks awesome. Uh, it's it's cool. I like it. Um, I think like it is what it is. You know, I'm I'm not trying to like look at this as though it's like high art or something. I, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm I'm enjoying it for its entertainment value. Yeah. I've, been, I've been very entertained. Uh, I do wonder what the hell happens in season two where they're just like, fuck it. We're going to make this for kids because this is where they're trying to. This is the mean? show. I, 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 I saw multiple uh, things where they said that they went into more of a lighthearted children's approach for later seasons because that was the tar- that was the audience they were attracting. So ostensibly, mm. this is like an adult oriented show in season one. So, and I think this is pretty solidly Power Rangers Saturday matinee stuff. So, like, man, yeah. when they really start pandering to the eight-year-old demographic in season two and three, whew, well, maybe we like? should um, start doing more curation and maybe jump ahead a little bit because there's there's a lot of episodes of the show. There is a lot of episodes <laughs> in the show. There is, there is. Yeah, we may not yeah. need to watch all of them, but I do want to do an episode on the biker. Episode, That's the next episode. The next one. Uh, I did. I did read ahead. I'm, I good day. Good day at White Rock. We'll yeah. be handling next. I just love anything biker. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, what is what is uh, what is uh, the indestructible Trans Am do against a motorcycle gang? Like, it seems like just like uh, like a grown man beating up a classroom full of kindergartners. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it uh, plays Ooh, off. Dude, how good would it have been though if there was like a a motorcycle version of Kit? Ah, uh, if there was only a season five, they would have gone. <laughs> you know, molecularly bonded. Like the motorcycles, yeah. ex- motorcycles indestructible. The rider, eh, not so much. <laughs> and I, I, I do wonder about that with Michael. Like, yeah, Kit's indestructible. But like you're not, and like mm. if you take a head-on like hundred mile an hour collision. Kit has zero crumple zones. There's no airbags. Like, you're going to die, man. Like, Kit will be fine, but you're going to be dead. Michael, I have no need for airbags. <laughs> <laughs> I have a flamethrower, but no airbags. Yeah. Michael, if you get in a head on collision, the flamethrower might eject out of the steering wheel column. <laughs> 
I don't know. Maybe I guess Kit. That's why like Kit would like emergency turbo boost over it or something because he couldn't yeah. let Michael. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because uh, I if there's a couple gnarly head on clap crashes that are a thing to see in this this year this year uh, show coming up. Really? Uh oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait till you wait till wait till cuz like we were we'll go through several episodes of Kit kind of like having his way against the competition, but then there'll be some molecularly bonded evil cars, there'll be some molecularly bonded semis. There's uh there's some 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 punch some punching above his though his weight class will have to do. Why uh, I don't know. I just I, I like why molecularly bond a semi versus I don't know, a tank. Or uh, an attack helicopter. <laughs> uh, speaking of trucks, the home office, the uh, the little semi that they, they pull into to fix up, that is so basic in this episode, and it will get progressively fancier and fancier. I'm excited oh, no to see shit. the evolution, the evolution of the home office. Yeah, this was like just an unmarked white, shitty, just, just truck. Like, it, it might have been the uh, the 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 uh what, what do they call it? craft services truck uh <laughs> they they'll eventually get like it'll have like a uh, like a nice logo it'll be painted black like kit and it'll be like very sleek and the inside will will look like a high-tech uh garage but right now it's just this is just low budget I, and I'm, I'm i'm curious about does this stuff happen like did, did these upgrades happen like between seasons or they get progressively uh fancier uh as we go on through the season i don't, I don't know, know. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing uh, more Roz. I can tell you that. Mm, yeah, Bonnie, Bonnie. Uh, <laughs> I, I like her. I like. I like her. I like her jumpsuit. I like her hair. Uh, Michael, man, I tell you, like, oh god, he's such a pig. Uh, like the the way he like makes her like scoot pat like squeeze past his crotch in the uh, in in the uh, the back of that truck and uh, mm. just I, I don't know like. He's, that's uh, a that's a pickup line. Like back then, that was like considered just like flirting. Yeah, like you could have stepped a foot back or a foot forward and not provoke this, but you're gonna sit at the choke point and make her just like just just you know mm-hmm. s- stretch and squeeze past you like you're. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Michael Knight. He's a he's a primitive. Devin had him pegged in the first episode, and ah, uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> All right, that's the episode. Do you got any other closing thoughts or? No, um, I just want to say I've been Jay McCain. Did I say my name earlier? I forget. I think so. Maybe we we might have we might have gotten too too loosey goosey. Uh, yeah. To, sh- shout shout shout. Tell tell the people who you who you are, what you're about. I'm Jay McCain. I'm streaming every day at 8 p.m. Pacific at Blue underscore J underscore streams. Very nice. And you can also send feedback to this uh, about our Night Rider project to. Night Rider at baldmove.com and uh, we will uh, at some at some point consider that feedback. Not sure when, but uh, we'll <laughs> <Consider>. take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, it, it might go. It might be one of those plots like the tack nukes being loaded into the armored piercing uh, uh, might not go anywhere. But mm-hmm. it's uh, we're setting it up. Who knows? It's Chekhov's email address. Night Rider at baldmove.com. That's sort of like blue. Sh- it's like blue shells. Blue shells. Don't get them mixed up with your yellows. Exactly. We'll see you next time. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks for talking Night Rider with me, Jay. And uh, we'll see you next week. Later. Yep. Good night. <laughs>